Hi, and welcome to the Genesis Podcast. We're so glad to be able to bring a small portion of our community to you through this medium and hope that you'll join us in our endeavor to embolden one another to change the world by effectively representing Jesus Christ. If you would like to know more about who we are as a community, as well as when and where we meet, you can visit us online at thegenesisstory.com. Also, if you have benefited from this podcast in any way or would like to participate in what we're doing here at Genesis, would you consider partnering with us by donating online again at www.thegenesisstory.com. There you can select the giving tab and how you would like to contribute to the general fund or even to the building fund. Remember, we can do more together than we can ever do alone. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. God bless. Good morning, everybody. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving, and it is good to be able to come to you here on YouTube Live. Again, we miss you, and we can't wait to gather together uh, again in person. We don't know when that's going to be, uh, and so we just kind of posture ourselves, leaning forward into that moment whenever that moment will come. Um, I do want you all to know that next Saturday, December 5th at 1 p.m., we are going to be streaming live uh, the memorial service for uh, Colleen. And so it'll be right here on uh, this YouTube channel. Um, Is everything okay, Gil? I see panic. Okay. We've had a number of technical things going on this morning, and just in general, gosh, technology. Love it, can't stand it, can't live without it right now. Uh, This is how we are connected. Anyway, um, I hope you will join us here live uh, Saturday at 1 p.m. for Colleen's Memorial. We will be putting together some uh, social media uh, ads or just... uh, you know, notices so that you'll know where to go to log in and just reminders um, for that. And so that'll be next Saturday, December 5th. You know, this year, probably more than usual. I mean, I always get caught off guard on Christmas because I'm never ready, but that's nothing new. But this year, it seemed even more so when the idea of preparing something for Advent came up, um, I just felt like, no, I can't do this. It's it's just too many crazy things are going on. It just does not feel like Advent. But really, more now than ever, I think, is the need to step into Advent. Because Advent is an inconvenience of God stepping into humanity and forcing us to recognize God's will and God's desire. Um, Many times when the idea of Advent comes up, there are usually some topics that are kind of part of the church calendar. It might be hope, joy, uh, love. These are the faith, you know, these are the four, you know, topics that usually are presented in Advent. But in the Anglican uh, tradition, the first Advent theme is apocalypse. And 
gosh, more than ever, I think that is fitting for the year 2020. Um, the idea of apocalypse, though, and what it is, is what we're going to kind of lean into this morning as we, as we move towards, again, the recognition of Christ's birth and all that entails, we're going to start with apocalypse. And this morning, I'm going to speak about a dragon, potty training, ice skating, PlayStation 5, and sharing your toys. Okay, Open up to the book of Revelation. You know you're in for a good time if we start with the book of Revelation. Book of Revelation, chapter 12. We're going to begin at verse 13. And when the dragon, and I just need to stop right there because whenever you say dragon at the beginning of a sentence, you know it's cool, right? And so here we are the beginning of our advent, and we're starting off with a dragon. I just think that's cool. Where else are you going to hear a Christmas message and start with a dragon? Right here, Revelation chapter 13, I mean 12, verse 13. Let's do it again. And when the dragon saw that he had been thrown down to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child, but the woman was given the two wings of the great eagle so that she might fly from the serpent into the wilderness to the place where she is to be nourished for a time and times and time a half and time and time and time and time. The serpent poured water like a river out of his mouth after the woman to sweep her away with a flood. But the earth came to the help of the woman, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed the river that the dragon had poured from his mouth. Then the dragon became furious with the woman and went off to make war on the rest of her offspring, on those who keep the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Jesus. And he stood on the sand of the sea." Merry Christmas. There was a time when the followers of Jesus were thought to be atheists because they had no temple to worship. They were thought of as cannibals because they speak of eating the body of Christ, drinking the blood. They were thought of being insurgents here to take over because they would not acknowledge Caesar as king, worshiped another king, and spoke of another kingdom. The presence of Christ overthrew the hearts and minds of people and eventually an empire. And this idea of a dragon and a woman and the water coming out of the dragon were the insults that were hurled at Christ and then were hurled at those who belong to Jesus. And really what John was writing and saying is that there was a battle against Christ and that battle is continuing, that war that's being raged, and it's gonna continue against you now because of who you represent. This new king, 
this new kingdom. And Advent is traditionally a celebration that is not only looking backwards at what happened, but it's also looking forward at what is going to happen, what will be done, right? It's not just the celebration of Christ, the child born, but a celebration of all that is being ushered in. When we speak of peace on earth, goodwill towards men, there is something that needs to take place for those things to happen. There is a change that has to happen within us for those things to happen, period. And and so when we talk about apocalypse, remember, the word apocalypse means revealing, right? That's the idea. It doesn't mean the end of the world. It means to reveal. And the book of Revelation that we started from, the book is actually titled Apocalypse, does not mean the end of the world, but the revealing of a new world through Jesus Christ. And I think that is so crucial for us to understand because so many times we talk about, oh, the end of the world and we can't you know, wait till the end of the world and we get to go to heaven. But the whole point of the revealing is the revealing of what God is doing new in the world through Jesus Christ. He's creating a new earth as well as a new heaven. And so I think apocalypse is a great place to start for Advent in 2020. It's a great way to just recognize that God is ushering in, revealing something new in the world. And he's doing that through those who follow him what we call the church. The birth of Christ birthed a church who now represents Christ and is ushering in, revealing God's will. And that's where we find ourselves today. When I do dog training, one of the most common things that people want help with is potty training. How's that for a transition? And people want to get their dogs to start going to the bathroom outside, right? They, the dog always goes to the bathroom on the carpet. What's going on? Why? And I, I tell people and I try to communicate to them that your dog doesn't know where they should or shouldn't go to the bathroom. And the only way to teach them not to go to the bathroom in the house is to correct them when they do. If you don't correct them, you can't teach them not to go there. And so correction is a part of the changed behavior that needs to take place for this transition to happen from going to the bathroom in the house to going to the bathroom outside. And what we're doing when we're doing that is we're making a judgment. We're saying, it's not good to do this. You need to do this instead. And so we are judging our dogs. How dare us, right? 
But this idea of judgment is important. And first, let's get a, a little definition for judgment. Judgment is the ability to make considered decisions or come to sensible conclusions, right? To, to make a distinction between something compared to something else. This is bad, this is good. That is what we are doing when we're talking about judgment. And what judgment isn't is just condemnation, which is a lot of times what we think, right? Think, oh, judge, guilty, go to jail, right? That kind of mindset that we have. There's Judge Judy or other judges, right? And their whole point is to kind of, you know, throw the book at somebody or or our concept of judgment is usually one where it is that kind of condemnation. But you think about it when you've got uh, uh, the Olympics and they're doing ice skating and they're doing figure skating, the judge's role isn't to condemn the skaters, right? What the judges are doing is they're making distinctions from what is good and what isn't. What is good? Oh, that was a a triple axle, whatever it is that they do in ice skating, right? They spin around, they they twirl each other, and amazing things that they do. And the judges say, oh, that was done well or that wasn't done well based on the criteria that they have to make those kinds of distinctions. And, And so what we're seeing is that judgment is a part of understanding what is good and also what isn't. For the bad, the evil things to change in this world. And can we all admit that there are bad and evil things that need to be changed? For those things to happen, we need to pronounce judgment. We need a distinction from what is expected, what God wants, and what is being done. And judgment is going to have to occur on a global level, on a national level, on a local level, as well as on a personal level. Judgment is necessary so that change can happen. And judgment requires us to understand there needs to be a correcting of our lives to live in line with what God is wanting of us. And to change, we must judge between what is good, what isn't. Christ came to bring about the change needed in every one of us. He is revealing the will of God in the heart of men. And we have to compare, judge, show a distinction from where we are and where he is. For the past, I don't know how many years, we've talked about the Advent conspiracy, about how many billions of dollars are spent in just the United States alone on Christmas. 
This morning, I was looking at some statistics, and there was 1.4 million PlayStation 5s sold in the first day. At 500 bucks a pop, that is enough money to build approximately 200,000 wells to provide drinking water to different places in the world. Now, I'm not against PlayStation 5s or playing games, but we have to judge on how we live our lives and the distinction of what our priorities are and decide how are we who claim to follow Jesus going to live as an example? How are we going to judge ourselves in this arena? We've talked so many times about what we want to do is reclaim this season and and make it something that still changes the world. We've talked about spending less, but giving more and loving all. And I want to encourage us to still do this. I mean, in the past, we have built latrines, we have built uh, cafeterias, we have provided funding for gardens and for goats for the children of Haiti. We, we've supplied supplies to, school supplies to the children locally here. And now we're here in a pandemic and we're finding ourselves maybe not able to, to gather the things that we used to or the way we used to and maybe it's you know my fault for not understanding or doing things in a way that is going to be more beneficial and we're leaning into this and I'm leaning into this more but we still can change how we are going to live in this season and i encourage all of us to spend less this christmas some of you are saying i have to i'm not working right but we can still buy one less gift and maybe you talk to your spouse and you say, you know what, hun, let's not buy a gift for each other and let's take the money that we would normally give in a gift towards each other and let's give it towards something else. This Tuesday is Giving Tuesday. A great time for us to maybe lean into this. And you guys know that we have been part of the work in Haiti and if you would like to do something like this, Maybe this season, instead of buying that, those gifts that you don't really need, go to forareason.org and contribute money to help children in Haiti go to school and stay in school. That's one suggestion. Find something that is contributing towards good. Because if the arc of the universe is long and bends towards justice, then we need to judge how we live today that is moving in that direction. That is going to be giving towards those things. Because that is what God is doing 
then let's get in line with that and do it as well. It's funny, we had the grandkids over for Thanksgiving, and I have two little boys, and it is amazing how the priority of a toy depends on who has it, right? That car means nothing until one of them picks it up and then it is like gold. And I need my car. And oh, here, use this car. It's just like this one. In fact, this one's better. No, I insist on having this car and these squabbles that took place. Of course, they're funny now because they're just small. You know, you've got five and two-year-old fighting over a car or something to play with. But there is this all of a sudden insistence that this is the only thing that matters is this toy and playing with it. And there is a mental consumption of just having this and and wanting this. See, the word judgment and justice in the Hebrew language has in its connotation that of divine insistence. I love that, that God is insisting on a way of life and he is not letting it go. He's not gonna let it go for our wanting of something else, for our desiring to live our dreams. God's divine insistence for justice it is as strong and stronger than that of a five-year-old wanting to hold on to that toy. God is never going to stop caring for the poor, the hurting, the hungry, and will always judge when they are neglected for the sake of convenience. And this isn't only true in big issues, but also in heart issues. God's divine insistent Insistence is for us not to have hatred, not to be envious or greedy or self-centered. His divine insistence is for us to be caring, is for us to be generous, and really the fruit of the Spirit, patient, And so we all need to address these things to judge these things within our own hearts as well as within the world around us. And that's what Paul tells Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. He says, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus who is the judge of the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. Judgment is for all of us. And again, we have to get out of this dark cloud of judgment because God is moving all of humanity 
to this renewing of all things to himself. And judgment isn't just for those bad people out there. It's for me. And as Peter says, judgment begins at the household of God. If Jesus Christ will judge the living and the dead, we need to see that's not a bad thing. That will be the best thing that ever happened to us. Because if we are left to ourselves without this judgment taking place, then things will continue in a a, a turmoil and, and it'll snowball and things will get worse. And it'll allow the dog to continue going to the bathroom in the house. It'll allow humanity to continue in the soil of sin. Without judgment, there will not be the change We can't be healed of these things unless we name them as wrong and that's what judgment does. And so we are not against judgment. We lean into it because we need it because it is there for our benefit. Thank God that he is judge. We need to understand the importance of us doing this. Within our lives, Paul would say in the letter to the first Corinthians, chapter 11, verse 28, let a person examine himself then and so eat the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many of you are weak and ill and some have died. But if we judged ourselves truly, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. The Corinthian church was gathering together to remember the Lord's death, to celebrate communion, the the supper. But when they did it, there was a neglecting of those who were in need. And what they did is they made a feast of it. And so some would have food and wine and they'd have a party while others who were part of their community would look on and see them and were not invited into that. And it was in such contrast to the whole purpose of Christ that he says, you're needing to judge yourself in this. It wasn't that these people aren't worthy to receive the Lord's table. It's that they were doing things that did not represent it well. And because of that, the judgment of God was upon them. God was showing a distinction. Here is Jesus and who he was and what he did. And here are you and how you're living and neglecting the needs that are there. You need to judge yourself to the standard that God has so that God does not condemn you. And I wonder, as we lean into this Advent in 2020, how are we going to come through this? What is going to be our legacy when people look back in history and say, what happened in 2020? What will be the legacy of the Christ followers 
Will they be the people who are taking care of themselves? Or will they be the people who still took care of others? Will we be seen as people who wanted to affirm our rights and freedoms? Or will we be people who cared about the well-being of others and did what we could to help them? How will history look back? What is the judgment we need to make now, and especially at this season, that will be meaningful for people to see the standard that God has put in place? This Advent, may we step into the revelation, the apocalypse of God, and allow the judgment of God to shine its light in our hearts and transition us to who he is and what his will is for us. It's so easy for us when things are difficult to go into survival mode. And we see that happening over and over again. It's no more toilet paper, right? And someone's got a garage full of toilet paper, right? Because that's what they're gonna need. Instead of, helping those who are in need. You know, my daughter works at the hospital and my son-in-law is an EMT with the fire department and the hospital's overwhelmed because COVID patients require attention a lot longer. So if you get a flu, you've got maybe a couple days, you get over it. If you need fluids, those things, if you're in a serious condition, if it's COVID, It takes weeks. And so the beds are just being occupied for weeks. And so now they are at maximum and there are people coming in needing places, maybe not even with COVID, but needing a room, but there isn't a bed because they're all taken. Our lives have to care about the needs of others. That's why we're not meeting, because we don't want to cause hardship. At the same time, I don't want to live in the fear that if I need to go and help, I will go. If I have to put myself at risk for the sake of someone Will I be willing to do that to help? But then, of course, I have the consequences and the responsibilities for that. But we need to judge what we are doing so that we can be of help at this time in the world. And it's not an easy thing, it's not black and white. There are people who are suffering from depression, anxiety, loneliness, who need a place to be. And if you're that person, you can be here. Because that need is as real as the COVID. And so we have to live in this juggling of caring about humanity more than we care about ourselves. And this is... 
judging things to live the way we should. Christ stepped into humanity and it was a revealing. It was an apocalypse. The birth of Christ was an apocalypse that changed forever the way things would be. Jesus said in Luke 12, I came to cast fire on the earth. That idea of fire is judgment, refining. And wood that were, it were already kindled. I have a baptism to be baptized with and how great is my distress until it is accomplished. Do you think I have come to give peace on earth? Well, yeah, that's what we sing about, isn't it? He says, no, I tell you, but rather division. For from now on, in one house, there will be five divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. What are you saying? You've come to bring division? Yeah, I've come to bring division because I am setting the example. Here is the crucible that I want you to live by. This is the revelation. This is how I am going to judge. I am calling people to live sacrificially for others, to love and care for others rather than themselves. And that is going to divide the world. Some people are going to continue living as if the more you get, the better you are. They're going to continue living in consumption. Remember, the whole book of Revelation is this contrast about an empire of power and a kingdom of a slain lamb. And Jesus, in Matthew's version of this, says, if anyone follows me, he must take up his cross. This is the judgment. This is the revelation. This is the apocalypse that Christ has brought in, a kingdom of people who love, care, and give of themselves, not just give to themselves. The only way to train a dog not to go to the bathroom in your house is to correct it when it does. The only way for peace to be on earth is judgment. Let's learn how to judge ourselves so that we can bring about the peace. So that we can be the difference. Show the light by the way we live. And it begins with that discernment. It begins with that judgment. It begins with us calling out those things within us, naming those things that are within us. And what might those things be in our lives? Maybe it's fear. What are we afraid of? I'm afraid of getting sick. I'm afraid of losing these things. I'm afraid of these things. 
What is it that you're afraid of? Afraid of losing what I have. What are we being called to? I've seen people without who are generous. Generosity isn't a matter of wealth. It's a matter of condition of the heart. I want to be a generous person. Whether I have a lot, whether I have a little. I want to be a kind person, whether I'm in a position of power or not. I want to be a person who cares, whether I have significant influence or little influence. This is how I want to judge my life. I want to close with a a prayer. It's from the Anglican Book of Prayer, 2019, and this is number 11, prayer 11. And it says, O God, the Holy Spirit, sanctifier of the faithful, sanctify this congregation by your abiding presence. Bless those who minister in holy things. Enlighten the minds of your people more and more with the light of the everlasting gospel. Bring erring souls to the knowledge of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And those who are walking in the way of life, keep steadfast to the end. Give patience to the sick and afflicted and renew them in body and soul. Guard those who are strong and prosperous from forgetting you. Increase in us your many gifts of grace and make us all fruitful and good works. This we ask, O blessed Spirit, whom with the Father and the Son we worship and glorify, one God, world without end. Amen. Lord, may this be our prayer as well, that we would recognize the air in our own souls, that we would guard our own hearts, and that the light of your gospel would be seen in your people. And may we see the distinction of where we are and where we need to be. May we judge ourselves lest we be judged. May we recognize that we are at war with an ideology of the world that wants to consume with power, with material. May we not be given over to those things, but might we overcome evil with good. We ask in your name, Jesus. Amen. May the apocalypse of Advent enlighten your understanding God's will and may you discern judge your heart at this time and make the changes necessary to live in honor of our King love you guys, miss you take care of yourselves talk to you soon Bye. you have been listening to the Genesis Podcast We invite you to join us at one of our weekly gatherings. 
You can find more information at www.thegenesisstory.com as well as opportunities to help financially support this podcast. Thank you for listening.